sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Morning, everybody. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. Thank you all if you're joining us on FM 96.9 or AM 1290 and our newest partnership, Eternity Ready Radio. Good morning, Jeremiah Ferris. I love his uh, piece that he does to promote his teen sports radio hosts teens and community members and engages in dialogue on sometimes difficult topics such as teen suicide and other challenges. Not good. Yeah, I'm going to steal that, Jeremiah. Thank you. We're copying that copy and paste, I say. Huh? When somebody says, oh, that's what we do. Anyway, he is um, now platformed us on 20 countries, and that's really exciting. So I feel that this show has always been um, a connector, a connector, a ray of light. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody who has been a part of this show are, in a sense, like a light worker. Yeah. So the millions of us that are out there, thank you for tuning in and um, explain what a light worker is. I like the way you say. Uh, I just think of a light worker as people who are trying to raise their consciousness and attempt to use love as the basis for solutions for our world problems. Nice. Christine, like you've got a light worker meaning. What would a you light say? worker meaning? Yes. Um, you know, I have this philosophy that um, I'm an illumin anchor, not an illuminator, that I anchor my light. I, I like to believe I'm a spiritual being having a human experience and that, uh, that as that, that's a, I'm a human, which is part of this earth, but I'm also have a spiritual um, aspect and that, that bridging those two together anchors light. And that's, and really more than anything, I like to anchor everything I do in my heart and I try to bring love to the situation. So yeah, you, you're right, Dominique. Dominique and Mai's definitions are very similar. <laughs> Right. And whatever that you anchor it through spirit or faith or whatever that is, that's important because this way you're not reacting to everything. When something comes to you, you feel right. And I love that what you always say, Christine, as far as, you know, how are you going to sink? You sink your own ship, right? From what you do. How do you say that? Christine? What I always, you put oh, I always hack it. Whatever you say. I it's yes. not what it's not what happens around the boat that makes right. it sink. It's what gets into the boat that makes it sink. And that's a quote someone else gave to me on a piece of paper with a boat when I was having a difficult time at a, uh, you know. Did they draw a, a picture job. of a boat and it going down and down? You know, <laughs> I always no. use the boat when you're sinking. You know, when we play cards. When you're that's not- when we play cards and you want but me to sink. If that's I have what you like do. a rocket launcher, <laughs> like you know, when I'm trying to sink your battleship. You know what I'm saying? Okay. No, my picture was a beautiful boat in a sunset with peace, you know, so to imagining to keep the peace within my son within. And that's and that is really where I go when a lot of things are happening in the world around. I can breathe and I can say, okay, right now I'm breathing right now. You know, the sun is shining right now. You know, I'm okay right where I am right now. If I have the capacity to be okay right now. Right. If things aren't directly affecting me and I don't need to get myself to a safe place right away at any point, it's trying to anchor in that sense and and then trying to hold a sense of light and love and, and prayer. It's more, it's a lot of it's really prayer for the situation because sometimes that's all I can do. And, and if I can keep an alignment with myself, and keep myself in a positive perspective and not flip out. I feel like that's actually more helpful. That's actually a helpful right thing to Peter, do. What do you do when you get like, you know, it, it's hard when from the outside looking at kids today, what you've had to 
uh, navigate and experience the last two years, like this pandemic, whatever, however you had to posture yourself through that whole experience. It actually didn't get you, I don't think, um, all the games that you had to miss. I mean, just one thing after that, but you still... I mean, and, and I want you to do the reveal today about your options. You know, you gave us uh, you gave us peek. a little sneak peek. I want you to share that with us. But well, how do you ground yourself? Because you're a light worker. So how do you ground yourself and a mentor? And you've always mentioned this to us that you have these freshmen and sophomores following you around because that's how I would have to wear sunglasses around you. I'd have to be <laughs> your, you know, that's going to be an entourage right there. So what do you do? I just, I just look. To make just the most of everything, I just stay positive, just keep going forward, uh, ups and downs and everything. But I just keep going, make the most of everything. Simple as that, as simple as I can put it. Really, do you think? Do you think when something is so exciting, like for example, you go to tell us all these great schools that you have been accepted, the high highs, you actually always have to maintain that level of balance because. You don't want to go, you don't want to over celebrate and then all of a sudden get yourself in a situation and to get. Yeah. I can't get too up there because. Exactly. You know, because I still got to finish the school year stronger. Else I can just take it all away. So, you know. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's hard, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You just get, you have all these ways that you can get yourself off the track. So mm-hmm. do you think that's, do you think that's harder than if you're, um, Holding something that's really dragging you down to get back up. Is that easier for you to, to bounce back up after something is, you know, Took like you, you fouled out of the game? What are you going to do next game? You know what I'm saying? Uh, which is harder between those two? Probably harder to, I'd say, bounce back up. Because, like, I feel like I'm pretty, like, uh, level when it comes to, like, getting hype and everything. Especially with games, too. I never, like, got too high, like, on, like, the good stuff that happened in the games. I always stayed, like, level and consistent. So, I feel like um overreacting and like messing up after getting like all like the scholarships and whatnot I, I feel like that's not something that would affect me as much as like being pulled down like that's a little harder to get back up and then once i'm back up it's, i stay consistent i think nice. that's right i think i did <laughs> okay so tell us when you got accepted i can't stand it <laughs> all right all right so i've gotten into lehigh hampton howard usc and I've gotten a full academic scholarship from Drexel University. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so Drexel, sorry, I should probably know, but their mascot is a what? Oh. <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Drexler, Google Sorry, sorry my, my mic isn't working. My, my mic isn't working. Hold up. It's, 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 it's cutting out. Hold up. Wait, wait one second. Good one second. Cover, one second. Good one second. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Oh. Mario the Magnificent? It's like a dragon, I'm thinking. Oh. Oh, yeah. I, I, I said dragon. Isn't that, did I already say dragon? <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I heard dragon, and we, we're going to have to fix that. Don't worry about it. We'll fix it. Yeah, I, I think, I think, I think you replay the footage, you'll hear me say dragon. Yeah, <laughs> we've got right. it. Hey, you just yeah. found out. Come on now. We have all these choices. Trojan, dragon, you know, we don't know where we want to go. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. So you have an update for us. We have in the house, drum roll, Drexler Dragon, Shakir Ahmad. Uh, hello. I'm here with the Royal Recap. I'm Shaq in the air. 
And finally, back after my hiatus, I got some updates from San Marcos Sports. Starting with hockey, uh, they won the LAKHSHL championship a couple weeks ago. And this season, they've had 21 consecutive wins, the most in franchise history. And they ended up finishing second in the state tournament. Uh, Baseball, uh, they are 7-1 in the league at the moment. Softball is 5-2. Girls lacrosse, they just started league. They're 1-0. Um, they had a strong season already leading up to that. Uh, boys across, not as strong as a start. 0-1 in league right now, but I'm hoping they pick it up soon. Uh, boys volleyball, they're 4-1 in league. Uh, girls beach volleyball, they're undefeated in league, as well as boys tennis, swimming, and track. All are undefeated in league. Uh, boys oh. golf had like the beginning of their league, and they won, but they had to forfeit because they filled out the scorecard incorrectly, apparently. So that's unfortunate. Oh, wow. And going into our roundtable athletes of the week, uh, we had Jessica Norman this week from Dive and Ellie Munson last week, who we've talked about before, from girls basketball. She's got it from lacrosse last week. And finishing off with our McDonald's Athletes of the Week, I'm going to catch up from the last previous ones I didn't, I didn't get to mention yet. So we've had Owen Estabrook from baseball, Sam, Shams, Jahan Kirashad from boys golf, Masato Pereira from boys tennis, Ellie Hines from hockey, and then we have Mackenzie uh, Favre from track last week. And this week, we've had Jacob Snuggress from track as well. So that was Names are difficult yeah, to say, but I think I did my best. <laughs> Thank you so much. Outstanding. Outstanding, of course. You just nail it every single week that you're with us. And we so appreciate you. And I'm, I'm, I am asking you to please don't leave us when you're at Drexler. Always, always make my special guest appearance from time. That's to time. it. I like it. Yeah. Super. I so appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you. All right. Uh, Don Sanders have popped in. We're going to have other guests uh, join us uh, shortly. Let's take a little break. This is Erica Salter, the queen of team. We'll be back with a lot more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Raya Carpenter, owner of Balanced College Planning. I assist high school students with the college research and application process. And you can find me at balancedcollegeplan.com. And I'm also very proud to run the counseling program at Bishop High Go Cards. And last month, we talked about the fact that we are in the season of college visits. So I just want to kind of continue that conversation. Spring break is an excellent time to visit schools. Um, So are the summer months. So that should be on the mind of our juniors and maybe even some sophomores and freshmen. So here's some advice on how to make the most of your college visit. Uh, We discussed last month that it's important to know that you don't have to visit all of the colleges on your list. You don't have to spend a bunch of money traveling the country. Colleges understand that that would be a hardship, but they do want you to at least sign up for a virtual tour at a minimum. Um, And and, uh, if it's a college that tracks demonstrated interest, which is another topic we've discussed in the past, and if the college is within 100 miles or so of your home, 
Typically, it would be pretty important to tour that college in person, if not a hardship for your family. But if transportation is an issue, skipping that college visit will definitely not be held against you. Um, if affording a college visit is a real hardship for your family, I encourage you to actually reach out to your counselor for ideas. For example, the Scholarship Foundation of Santa Barbara in, in my hometown here, they offer a travel fund to qualifying female students. So you can actually apply for a scholarship that will help you pay, or help you afford to go uh, get on an airplane and visit some dream schools. And many colleges offer what are called fly-in programs. These will um, cover part or sometimes all of your travel expenses to particular colleges. To qualify, you have to apply for the fly-in and meet that college's diversity criteria. But that could be a wide range of criteria. So it could mean that you come from a family with limited income or that you'll be the first generation in your family to earn a four-year college degree or you're a male looking to attend college because male enrollment in college has been down over the past several years. Or it could be that you're bringing potentially um, cultural or racial diversity to campus. So lots of different ways that you could qualify for a fly-in. Just Google the name of the college with the word fly-in and see if something comes up. And if you don't, if you run into a dead end there, ask your school counselor for advice. So back to booking your college tours, you can sign up for a virtual or an in-person tour by going to the college website and looking for some sort of link that says visit us. Usually that's under the admissions tab, but often it's right on the front page of any college website. I like to visit colleges when students are in session um, because it's a great way to get a feeling for the culture and the vibe of the student body. If nobody's on campus when you tour, it could give you a false sense that the school is really sleepy or boring. So if you can, uh, try and make it out there when, when the college is actually in, in session. I also recommend that you do a bit of homework before you visit a college. So look up basic information about criteria for admission, uh, other statistics like that. Do they have the major that you want or athletic programs you're interested in? So that when you have that basic information in hand, you'll be in a better position to take a deeper dive when you're actually on that school tour. I highly recommend that you take notes, even if it's on your phone. And um, things you might want to take notes on would be, you know, contact information for the admission rep who is assigned to your high school, what the classrooms are like, the academic offerings, what the dorms are like, is there Greek life, how's the food, does it meet your criteria with your dietary restrictions, what's the surrounding town like, what about internships and career services, Religious offerings, approach to learning. There's so much that that might you know be important to you specifically. The student teacher. Is there a Chick Is there a Chick Fil A? Is there a Chick Fil A? Right. We covered that when we were talking to Shakira earlier. Right. So you know, make notes, and, and it gets overwhelming um, when you're out touring colleges to make what what was the school that had the Chick Fil A across the street, or you know what I mean. So. I encourage you to take notes while you're on the go, um, while you're touring, and at a bare minimum, when you get back to the car, quickly make some notes so that the colleges don't start to blend together. Um, I also just have um, a, a, an important final tip, and that is try and eat a meal on campus so that you can see how everybody's behaving when they don't realize you're looking. And so it's a really great way to get a, a flavor for what the students are actually like there. So that is what I've got for you for the month of April.
Thank you. Dr. Amy has a question. I was just going to add that it's as important to notice the things that you don't like and kind of think, uh, like, I don't really like the feel of maybe the frat life or, wow, I really like it. But um, realizing things you don't like is as important as noticing the things that you like. It, that's such an extremely important point. And I have actually worked with students who have gotten into their dream schools. And they've said to me, every time I went to visit that dream school, I only looked for the good. And I, I ignored the things that were staring right in my face as uh, something that's going to be aggravating to me. And um, so definitely having that critical eye, uh, Dr. Amy is super smart. And last thing before we go to bake, uh, parents, because uh, I was one of these parents, I really wanted son John to play baseball at Westmont because, you know, I was the walk-on MVP. So, but you can't do that. You have to let them choose. All right. And I just, I'll let it go as that because everybody that I know, about four or five families that they want to make it a generational thing and didn't last a year. So just be really mindful and make it a group and let these kids are a little different right now. They have their own mind. They have their own feelings. And it's, it and the colleges be, are different. The colleges are different. Um, yada, yada, yada. But thank you so much, Raya. We've got a lot of show left. So let's get to it. This is Erica Salda, the queen of teen. We've got Christine after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Christine Marie with a view from the deck. Um, you can reach me actually at Paradise Found um, in Santa Barbara. It's a bookstore. Um, they have a website, Paradise Found SB. And uh, you can also give me a call if you'd like, 805-350-2705, if you want to do some transformational tarot, which is my view from the deck. Um, uh, And what I'd like to talk about today is uh, commitment number 11 from the 15 Commitments of Conscious Leadership by Jim Detmer, Diana Chapman, and Kaylee Warner-Klemp. And this commitment is sourcing approval, control, and security And the sentence above the line is, I commit to being the source of my approval, control, and security um, versus living from the belief that my approval, control, and security come from the outside, from other people, circumstances, or conditions. And this is actually what we were just talking about. So, it's such a beautiful segue is this sense that what if we already had, like, when we get upset about things, it's not because, it's more because we want something or there's something happening that we don't, or we think that we need, that we need from what somebody else is doing. If only that person would do that, then I would be happy. If only I had this job, then I would be secure. If only I had this, then I would be, you know, I, you can you can count the, the numbers of things. And so, it's this understanding that what if we are actually aligned with, I'm feeling secure, I'm feeling loved, I'm feeling 
um, content in this moment. So everything else, that's cake. That's the cake. I think of that as the cake of life, right? And if we are our own cake of life, then everything else is the frosting and the sprinkles and the whipped cream and the, you know, the ice cream and all these other things. And so that, that commitment, I think, really speaks to me, um, especially around what we were discussing earlier, which is, you know, it's not what happens around the boat that sinks it. It's what happens, you know, it's what we let inside. And so if our boat is nice and sealed and tight and seaworthy, that means that we're uh, more self-contained. Love it. Love it. Well, this is Dominique Hackett with uh, Santa Barbara Wellness Center and also Philosophical Books for the Blind. I help teach Braille. And um, I love to talk about huga moments. And my huga moment for today dovetails right into what you were talking about, sourcing from inside. And a part of sourcing from inside, our sense of security, our sense of comfort, our sense of um, just being happy and, and having a sense of wellness, that is supported when we live a more natural life. And um, what I like to focus on, I'll probably talk about it a couple of times, but when you, when you look out where you're seated right now, listening to our radio show, and you look out in the room that you're in, or maybe you're outside, and you look and see, you know, how many electronics are you surrounded by? Um, can any of those electronics maybe get um, given away if they're not really being used? And try to create a more natural life in your environment. So maybe when you're drinking your water, um, make sure that the container that you're drinking out of is recyclable. You know, it's a um, or it's a stainless steel container, or maybe a glass container. That helps you have a more natural life. Um, and in particular for teens, wherever you're creating your study space, we talk a lot about nature, bringing in nature. So maybe. Um, so the season we're in is spring. Maybe bring in a couple of cut flowers. And so you have some nice smells around you while you're doing your work. Uh, maybe have some nice stones or maybe some seashells that make you feel good and make you feel happy. But this idea of having uh, uh, trying to live a more natural life from the inside out is going to give you a sense of comfort and coziness that will improve your studies and improve your wellness. Don, I know he's, uh, he's just, he's licking his lips. He's just ready to just round this out. Yeah, this is Don Sanders. Uh, you can reach me at donsmassageohi.com. And I provide therapeutic massage people coming to me in my office in Ojai, or I come out to you in this region, call me and talk about it. You find everything there. And I, I think, you know, the, the kind of base that we can have, not everybody has a huge family system that keeps them, you know, on track and grounded and feeling purposeful. So if you don't, if you don't have, you know, an external system that helps you keep regulated and grounded, then you need to cultivate. That's one thing I sometimes work with people through dialogue while they're on the table, we can help construct them a fabric of a, of a support system that'll help keep them where they want to be on a consistent basis, you know? So whether it's, you know, I think a, a spiritual practice is really, really important. Something that grounds you, your ground wire and uh, in the morning to get your intention set for the day in the evening for um, expressing gratitude. You know, there's, we live in a really individualistic culture. 
where a lot of times we just think we're taught to just think about what we need to do and just ourselves. But if we, you know, I'm just having coffee with a young man today who, you know, comes from a, from a culture and created a culture here in Ohio of uh, taiko drumming. And uh, you know, you're, you're looked out, you're part of a community and there's, there's a way to expect to be in that community, you know, like, little basic things like if you're not on you know if you're not early you're late you know like on time means 15 minutes early to to be uh considerate of what other people's needs are you know like so how we integrate into the big picture and so there's there's always a big picture and we we think this individualistic way we could go anywhere do anything and we're not tied to place but i'm gonna make a case for we should be tied to place we really should connect with our community. We really should learn how we can support people that are in our lives. And I think everybody's in our lives for a reason. They're not there by happenstance. You know, we're, we're very interconnected, all of us. And so all the things we can do to, to uh, you know, support and lift up that community, being part of something bigger than yourself will get you to where you want to go a lot quicker and a lot better. I'd like to see everybody today I did this this morning. I reached out to a half a dozen people that I knew just through the network that Santa Barbara is. It is always a, a Santa Barbara is a small town. And when you hear of something about the struggles that somebody's going through medically, uh, it doesn't matter if you haven't spoke to them in a two years. Pick up the phone and and tell them that you're in. They are in your thoughts and your prayers. And I did that to three or four people today. And it was really because then you you wrap yourself around all the emotion of it, and then you think back at the when you had your little run of connection, even if it was back in the '80s, it doesn't matter. It, you know this person, and believe me, every single person responded. They were so, I, and actually in two phone calls, thanking me, and I'm like, hey, I got you. You know, you you got this. You have no idea how many people are thinking about you, praying about you. And it's just really important just to know that um, because that's healing, right? When, you, when you're connecting um, some love, you're asking your spirits and guides, angels, healers to talk to theirs and, and um, do that. So let's do that. And it's a good thing for kids to do. They have friends. They have family. Don't be afraid. Don't lock yourself in. Share that love. You're, honestly, I think everybody is a light worker. So that's no, a nice thing. No expression of love is ever wasted. Yes, definitely. I, I can um, uh, uh, say that that is ab so absolutely true, Erica, in terms of a health scare. I had one um, over, you know, a skin cancer scare recently and had to get surgery. And the outpouring of love and support that came from all of my friends and my family, it was a wave of love that kept me in a place of positivity. Um, and it all worked out very well and it was all lovely. And, and it just, it was so lovely to have all of that connection. It just really made it. I need you to know difference. that I did it. When you were winning all those games of hearts, I didn't let you win. Okay? <laughs> I, want, I just need you to know that. Didn't feel sorry for you. I didn't care. Okay. Because when it comes to hearts, do you know what I'm saying? So anyway, I know, I know we've got, we've got, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, I, I play intuitively. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, I, I love you. You know that. Hey, listen, I you've know. got Dr. Amy Salsman in the house. She's up next. Fill up your coffee. We'll be back right after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy. 
and this is the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, this is Dr. Amy Saltzman with stillquietplace.com and spotaspider.com. And feel free to reach out. I want to talk about something that I'm still tussling with. So it's not all worked out. I'd love people's thoughts and comments. Um, I'm looking at this idea of fierce forgiveness. So I think often when forgiveness is taught, it's taught as a very internal thing. We accept, we forgive, and then it kind of stops there. And I can't remember if we've done my peace practice here or not, but the, the C in peace is for courage, clarity, compassion, and comedy. And I think often um, there's an external piece to forgiveness that gets short-circuited. And it may mean that you need to have a difficult conversation. It may mean that you need to set a boundary. It may actually mean that you need to hold someone accountable, either individually or society, societally or even legally. And I think that I want to quote um, the gymnast Rachel Denhollander who was one of the gymnasts who was abused by Larry Nasser, And she said, I do forgive Larry Nasser. However, I also believe in seeking justice and in speaking out. And so what I'm looking at for myself is this balance of forgiving a one, because it's healthy for us not to carry the weight of resentment around there's a saying if you hold on to the coal of anger you'll burn yourself um and two really balancing that with what are the healthy external actions to hold people accountable um to address things in the outside world that may need to be cleaned up or taken care of so I'd love to hear other people's thoughts or questions because I'm still working this out. But I think there's an internal and an external component of forgiveness. This is so important for teens to understand the complexity of it. Don. Um, could you say those four points of uh, your four focal points again? You had, uh, I believe it was uh, courage, clarity, comedy, and one other and compassion okay. so and they all fit under the category of choice so the peace practice is pause exhale which just means take a breath accept acknowledge accept allow i think most forgiveness practices hold those parts but then the rest of peace is choice which includes courage clarity compassion and comedy and then engage. How are we going to engage? When are we going to engage? Do we want to engage? Um, but I think those pieces need to be built into any forgiveness practice. And it's important for teens to know that um, sometimes we feel uh, disempowered by events that have happened in our life that maybe we can't have an effect on the world. But uh, it's my personal opinion that every individual holds integrity about how you live your life, 
that that is an example to everyone around you and has a profound effect on the world. So if you're in a situation and you have to work through forgiveness on another person, make sure that the thing that they did to you that you don't like and it was wrong is not something that you end up also then doing to someone else. It's a strange thing that happens sometimes where the victim then becomes part of the puzzle of working out that energy. So what I want Tease to understand is forgiveness is complex. I really appreciate all the elements that you bring in, Dr. Amy, and the engaging to make change is an important part of forgiveness. And I want to say, I don't think anyone should rush the process or let someone else rush the process for them, because I think then it gets into like spiritual bypassing. I think you need to have your feelings, take your time, move through your grief, your rage, your upset before you even consider it. And you need to be really gentle with yourself in the process. And a a way to do that, to use your words, is you can simply say, this is my truth right now. I realize that as I'm in process, that this is my truth right now. Respect my space because I'm respecting my process. It's a lot. It's a lot for kids to learn. And when I learned from Dr. Amy that their brain isn't even yet fully developed, I don't know how. I don't know how I survived. Actually, it's really important (laughs) that we cut slack for the the teens and the kids around us as they're growing and learning, and be there as supportive people. Yeah, just hold space for the experiences that they're going through and and not offer, I mean, unless asked. But I found very early that I was not the right messenger to my two boys. So I surrounded them with a lot of people, even though we all believe the same thing and they all got credit for something that I've said from day one, ego, because that's what I had to learn. Drop the ego. (laughs) Ego. You had to drop it. Okay. (laughs) Had to drop it. But uh, we have Alex Ramirez in the house. Alex, we've got like 30 seconds because then you're doing your section with uh, Richard. So good morning. And do you have anything to add to this? You know, I think it's just tough for kids at such an early age to learn forgiveness. There's so much pressure nowadays for kids. It's hard with society and in social media, the pressure of being a certain way, looking a certain way and knowing how to forgive and having the emotional intelligence to do all that. That's a lot of pressure. That that's hard. That's hard to, you know, think about forgiveness. I didn't know how to do that when I was that young. I was angry. <laughs> I was Get angry. Up. Punch young. <laughs> What's it, the right so, thing? if anyone wants to learn the foundational skills that come before forgiveness, I can help you with that. Oh, there you go. And then, if you want to burn off some calories, Alex can help you with that too. And we've got more with Alex and Richard Ellsworth after these messages.
to the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Back, everyone. This is Richard Ellsworth with Mountain Sage Healing Arts and the Braille Institute. And I just want to continue talking about what Dominique was talking about earlier with this idea of, of natural living. And when we talk about natural living, we're sort of thinking about having a, a healthy routine that we're practicing throughout our day. And when we think about having a, a healthy routine, we want to think about the things that are the most important to us and the areas in health that we can improve on and then how we can incorporate that so that it doesn't seem like a, like a giant step into something that's, that's really difficult. Um, so when I think of my, my personal routine, my routine is built around food because I, I kind of prize nutrition as, as being one of the hallmarks of, of a natural living sort of lifestyle. So what I'm doing is is I wake up in the morning, I start off with a glass of water with lemon juice in it, maybe a cup of tea if I'm noticing a little anxiety. So there's a lot of checking in with myself, right, and figuring out um, what's what's going on with me right now. How is my body feeling? Where is it? Where is it deficient? Where do I want it to be feeling better? And then I try and correct that and build that into my routine. So then I might start off with a, with a green juice of some sort to kind of give me that quick absorbable form of energy where my body doesn't have to expend a lot of energy to break it down like with a lot of other foods. Um, and then maybe slightly later on, then I'll have a full meal that's going to be packed with, with more nutrients. And I'm sort of thinking about that throughout the day. Am I satisfying my caloric needs with the amount of energy that I'm expending? Am I feeling tired right now? Maybe that's a hint that I need some more B vitamins. Um, are my hormones in balance or not? Um, is, is one side of my body sweating and the other side isn't? Do I have uneven uh, hair growth as I wake up in the morning to shave my face? What's, what's going on with my body today? What is unbalanced and how can I correct that balance? Um, so I'm curious, Alex, um, when I know that you have a whole lifestyle and routine that's, that's built around fitness, and I know that you're really great at giving um, recommendations and plans to people surrounding this, um, how how do you how does uh, natural living the idea of having a a routine how does that fit into your practice? Hey Richard, uh, you know it's it's great to you know see the, the routine develop over time with people that I work with, but it's it really really comes down to is time management mm. and understanding where blocks of time are immovable because of work because of school appointments scheduling with whatever you have in your personal life. Around that, you have to plan for your fitness routine. And around that, you have to plan for your meals. So for me, my planning starts a week ahead. Uh, I, I plan for the week over the weekend by meal prepping. So I try to have a lot of food readily available throughout the week so that I can create, you know, my lunches, my breakfast, and my dinner. And I'm, I start the same way as you with a, kind of a liquid nutritional start to my day where you do a juice and tea. I'm more of uh, a smoothie and coffee, <laughs> which I, mean, I think yours is a little healthier than mine in regards to the tea. But, you know, it's all, whatever works for everyone. And, it, and that's part of the program is you have to create something that works for you that's seamless, incorporating ways, healthier alternatives to improve your way of life. 
Um, and, and planning ahead is huge. It's, it's everything. And if you don't have a plan and if you can't manage your time, it, everything's in chaos. So mm. it, it does help to create a schedule and a plan of attack because then you're prepared. You're prepared for when you have enough food in the fridge to sustain you throughout the week as you're busy because it's hard to meal prep during the week. It's just it's very challenging and most people are tired at the end of the day. So having a plan is huge and, and we've talked about our plan for you, which yeah. is pretty cool. And coming up with a plan that, that works well with your life and what you're doing and, and of course your goals and checking in with people and seeing what works and what doesn't is, is huge because it's, it's ever evolving. Every plan is evolving and it changes with time. And that's what's cool. If you are restricted with your plan and it can't change or evolve, then there's real no, uh, you know, motivating factor to continue it. It becomes a stressor, not anything that's, that seems beneficial to you. So it, there's a lot of check-in, <laughs> like how you do with yourself, for sure. Hmm. So, so along, along those same lines with, with, with planning everything and kind of having everything in, a, in an organized, succinct way, even though it's ever-evolving, um, how, does, how does this apply to specifically exercise or fitness routines? Um, you know, as far as when people exercise throughout the day, how they're getting that type of exercise, can that type of thing be, be planned? I mean, how does one incorporate exercise into their schedule? And so, yeah, that's a great question. And so, again, it becomes into time management and, and blocking out time periods for yourself. So based on your work schedule, your, your, maybe if you're in school, your student schedule, study schedule, where do you have free blocks of time in between those immovable blocks of time? And that's where you decide, okay, what am I going to do with an hour in between class? Can I pump out a 30-minute workout, maybe a 30-minute walk? Any kind of movement is good. Uh, I think it's important to move and exercise every day. I do think that resistance training should be a part of people's routine. Whatever form of resistance training that may be, it's up to them to figure that out. For me, it works out well. I love training with weights. I have a schedule every day. Today, I'm training at 4.15, and it's going to happen. I don't let myself deviate. Tomorrow morning, I'm training at 6 a.m., I don't let myself deviate. No excuses. But it's planned. Mm. And so now after that, I have freedom. Thursday evening, I can do what I want. Friday tends to be a rest day. But if I have energy, I'll train. Saturday morning can be a rest day. Depends on my energy. And Sunday, I'm definitely training, hiking, walking, bike riding, doing something. And so it's all, you have to plan for your workout, your fitness, your eating, your meal prepping. I meal prep on Sundays. So everything is planned based on those immovable blocks of time. And that should really help uh, see what's available for you in your schedule. Mm. All right. And um, I, I would think it would also, having a, having a predictable routine, I think it would also really help with, with anxiety, I would imagine. Right. Absolutely. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. Because there's not a stressor of, oh, I need to, I need to immediately, you know, do this because, well, I have to. Well, you know, you worked out yesterday morning. Today's a rest day. 
if you want to train, you can. If you don't want to, then maybe you don't. And you plan for the next day. Or you take a day off. I mean, it's all about listening to your body as well. It's, and it comes back to the check-in, like how you were talking. Checking in, okay, I, I just started my new workout routine. I'm eating a little different. Things are changing. And I'm feeling tired today. Like I, I'm just feeling beat and run down. That's a day where you listen to your body and you're like, okay, I need, I need to sleep, rest, recover, maybe go for it in a day or two. And so I think having that relationship where you're with yourself where it's okay to take a break and to not stress out about being 100%, you know, eating healthy all the time and working out every day of your life. I mean, you're going to burn out. You're going to burn the candle at both ends. So it's, I, I highly recommend people, you know, creating the routine, listening to your body, following your intuition, and going with the flow. And the less stress, the better, because too much, we already have too much stress in life. <laughs> and, and, and health and fitness should not be stressful. It should be enjoyable for everyone. Oh, so excellent. Finding it is, is the hard part. And go ahead. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, I think this is a, a great note to to end this on and let's let's all uh, go forth and create routines and listen to our bodies and live a, a healthy natural life. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. Well said, Richard. Alex Ramirez, Richard Ellsworth. Check them out. You've got their contact information. This is Erica Salda. See you next week. God bless. Oh, the best, oh, the best, oh, the best.